This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Eso es lo que pasa cuando tratas de burlarte de la cultura de la lucha libre. The NXT universe has got it all wrong. Hmm. I mean, Lucha Libre is not a part. No, it's una fiesta. Lucha Libre is art. Es. Uh, yeah. And we are the true Lucha Libre artists. Well. Three of us. Look at this guy. Raul Mendoza, the technical assassin. Woo! Well. And Raul, to your right, Joaquin Wild. You see this man in the air, and that's the end of you. Somos legado del fantasma. The cruiserweight division was in desperate need for a leader. Santos Escobar took the NXT cruiserweight title from the sanctuary to the main show. We are going to build our empire. Nuestro propio imperio. Sometimes you have to tear things down in order to build them back up. We are legado del fantasma. We are family. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk more NXT on the WWE and USA Network's 568th episode of NXT, and uh, we are following up on Keith Lee's double championship win by Keith Lee coming out to the ring to uh, deliver some some words, and uh, he opens kind of sad, Jacqueline, noting about how uh, things have been really hard lately uh and nobody yeah. knows that better than him and mm-hmm. if you know keith lee's story uh, you know that to be true along with the speaking out movement and then of course everything with black lives matter uh coming to the mm-hmm. forefront once again uh all of these things kind of coinciding and i'm sure crossing uh paths and streams for keith lee so uh that was uh that was particularly uh harrowing and he said that uh however some good things have happened to him. Some yes. special things have happened, and uh, he is celebrated. He is he is soaked it in, but the time for fun is over. He knows that there's a target on his back, uh, but he wants to thank his trainer, who is like a father to him, uh, and he thanks the fans for all of their support, 
and wants to thank somebody else, and he calls out Dominic Dijakovic. And what? Who's he, not? Who's still there? Thank he's God. He's still there, and Dijakovic comes out and says that nobody's more proud of him than he is. And Keith Lee returns the favor by saying that if it wasn't for his matches with Dijakovic, he may have never gotten noticed or given the opportunities that led him to where he is now. And he spoke with William Regal, and he wants Dijakovic to be his first challenger and says that they're doing it tonight, and Dijakovic accepts. So that was nice. It was way out of nowhere that they're doing a championship match on this show unannounced. Yeah. But a nice little moment. It was. I have two things to say about this moment, though. Okay. First thing, I know he, was, it, he did get very, he did get tearful, but I will say the one, the probably the thing that brought the most joy to my face in all of in all of this episode was when Keith Lee asked Alicia, the announcer, to announce him again. Oh, that was and sweet. And he did. His face just looked so unbelievably joyful <laughs> that I just like could not help but smile along with him. Just I was like, to hear that I announcement. Feel happy. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, I feel happy with you, Keith. It's not even like a for you. It's like, I am with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one, uh, the other thing I will say, um, I had a, like, I, when, when they announced the match with, between Dijakovic and Keith Lee, um, all I thought was, man, if you would have said it was for the North American title, I would like have a better time believing that this was an actual match. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was, that was the one thing that ruined it for me. But I was so happy that they were back. Um, together, so mm-hmm. yeah. I had a thing that that uh, that popped up in my mind a little later in the mm-hmm. show too. Something similar to that, uh, but it turned out to not be true. But we'll get to that when we mm-hmm. get to that. Uh, our uh, opener for this evening, Damian Priest, <laughs> Damian Priest, and Cameron Grimes for the honor of Damian Priest's car, uh, which of course Cameron Grimes scuffed or something, and that's why they're that's why he's mad. Uh, Grimes, of course, well known for his explosive starts and matches, tries to do that against Priest, but gets cut off really quickly. Uh, this match, surprisingly, just pretty standard back and forth stuff. These guys just clubbed each other, hit each other with some moves, and they did this back and forth for a while. Uh, this happened until Damian Priest gave Cameron Grimes a razor's edge onto the ring apron. And that did not swing momentum in Priest's favor as they continued to have more back and forth. Uh, Grimes goes charging after Priest, ends up getting himself tangled in the ropes, and Priest gives him the reckoning while Cameron Grimes is tangled up in the ropes and uh, gets the win. So what did mm. you think of this grudge match over uh, maybe a $200 you know, auto repair job? Yeah. Do you want me to read some of my notes here? Oh, by all means. Always. Okay. It still doesn't make sense that Priest is just a face now. There is no story. I'm just supposed to accept it. Yes. They did nothing to build up his character to make me care, so I have no interest in this match. Yes. Uh, Grimes just called through Priest's legs, much like I want to crawl away from this match. (laughs) What was the purpose of that slide? There was like a baseball slide at one point. Yes. And Grimes, what were you jumping into as Priest hit you in the face? It was a jump for the sake of jumping. Yes, I remember this. Priest, like, (laughs) is on the apron, climbs on the ropes, and then sort of springs jumping in. I'm like, what are you doing? And then Grimes just, like, clubbed him in the face. It it was so dumb. Yes. Then I would go, oh, I get it. Priest thinks he's in the crow. Yes. I got that. Yeah, he's Brandon Lee. Yeah. No, no, no. He's one of the bad guys in the basement. Oh, in the... Fire it up. Fire (laughs) it up. 
he's not Brandon Lee. Come on now. No, he's not Brandon um, Lee. He's he's a background guy in The Crow. He is. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> Damian Priest cannot go against Keith Lee for any belt tomorrow. Just stop it. Yes. Um, no one wants that. No. So. Priest kicked out, but the ref definitely slowed down the count there. So <laughs> I did not enjoy it. <laughs> no. Uh, I will. I landed at average on this match. I gave it two and a half stars, but what did you give it? 175. Oof. Grapple incorrectly gave this match 2.93. Get out of here, Grapple. We are going to have a hard night tonight. <laughs> Almost three. Goodness. Uh <laughs> We get another God, video. Is this a family show or can I curse? Oh, you can swear all you want. <laughs> Fuck that grapple. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, so uh, then we get another video of Timothy Thatcher torturing more kids, uh, bragging Don't about. Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what he did. These young it's not wrestlers. Kids. Well, I mean, these young these young men. Yeah. These uh, up and comers. Up and comers. Yes, these uh, young adults. Shall we say? There it is. These young adult trained grapplers were tortured by this senior grappler in Timothy mm-hmm. Thatcher. He tortured them and mocked Oni Lorcan. Then mm-hmm. we got Shotzi Blackheart versus Indy Hartwell. Impressive Indy Hartwell. Uh, mm-hmm. And Morrow's like, she's been living up to her nickname. And I'm like, no, she, what? Morrow? <laughs> no, she has not. How many? Morrow's pandering here. <laughs> yeah, he's pandering a little bit. Uh, so here's what I wrote for this match. This was not a squash because it went longer than a squash and mm-hmm. Indy Hartwell got some offense, but it was like 99% Shotzi until Robert Stone comes out in a, in a walking boot, by the way, uh, Stone hilariously tries to walk up these steps with the walking mm-hmm. boot. Uh, I would like to see him just a 10 minute video of him just trying to climb stairs, uh, and then Aaliyah <laughs> comes from the other side and shoves Indy Hart or not Indy. She shoves a uh, Shotzi off of the yeah. top rope, which allows Indy Hartwell to hit one kick and defeat Shotzi Blackheart. I get what they're doing here, uh, but I can't say I was a huge fan of Shotzi getting 99% of this match and Indy hitting one move in one winning. move. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? I agree. No, I'm about the same. Um, I, but I thought Indy might have had because I did write in her because I, I guess I thought she had a better a little bit better showing than maybe you did mm-hmm. um, because to me she came off as a as a bit of a stri- as more of a striker yeah. um, and I thought my thought was with a little more experience she she could go up against like Mercedes Martinez mm-hmm. um, and they could have like some good matches it, it, they'd be more like um, real fights but I think they could sure. um, play off each other well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Yeah, I thought this was going to just be a squash until it went on for a while. And then I saw what they were doing at the end, but the finish kind of was like, eh, okay, that's that's a little weird for me. I ended up giving it one and three quarters. Me too. Oh, okay. Hey. Uh, and Grapple, 1.79. All right. Okay, we're back. We're back. They Back in our good graces for now. Uh Tegan Knox is backstage. She talks up her match with Io Shirai for the women's championship later. And then we got uh, a legato del Fantasma hanging out in their club, essentially uh, knocking back drinks, mocking Drake Maverick, mocking Breezango, uh, talking about how Lucha Libre is the superior style. Again, alluding to that thing you're talking about with Imperium mm-hmm. a little bit, very similar. Uh, yes. And uh, Santos Escobar 
talking about how great his trio is. Uh, yeah. Raul Mendoza and uh, Joaquin Wilde. And of course, he is the man destined to lead this division. And sometimes you need to uh, to tear something down in order to build it back up again. I thought this was really good. I did too. I thought this was a fantastic promo mm-hmm. in a hotel lobby. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I Escobar- pretended it was their club, but yes. Yeah. Like Escobar, I think, is really um, trying to elevate this title, which I think is just awesome yeah it needs it no one cares about a cruiserweight title but i think that's great um and like guys mendoza headlines yes he did he spoke i was so excited i because i have seen mendoza so many times like at house shows and just doing like these like smaller things and i'm just like oh my gosh like he's gonna be like because he's so great i just want him to do good things so Mm -hmm. i was very very excited yeah also um uh, when are they just going to cut Jordan Devlin and just have Escobar be the the like champion here? Well, I mean, they stopped referring him. They stopped referring to the title as the interim title before he even won it. So mm-hmm. I guess he's just it. And there's a good chance they may just forget about Devlin. So yeah, they've got to just. I mean, I'm sure they're going to cut him soon. Um, up next, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic for the NXT North American and the NXT Championships. Uh, simultaneously and my first thought seeing this match placed here I thought immediately this means that this is going to be some sort of storyline thing you don't put like a double title match Mm. or whatever uh, in the middle of the show usually but oh yeah no that's not what happened they had a match however they did not have a typical uh, Keith Lee Dominic Dijakovic match so the whole very the whole first half of this match is very not like them. It's very uh, friendly and very much testing the waters wrestling. Which, uh, from a story yeah. perspective, from a story perspective, you can. There's a way that this makes sense. So you've got mm-hmm. Keith Lee defending his titles for the very first time. So he is a little wary, and he's decided to defend them for the very first time, kind of on a whim, kind of at the last second. Uh, on this episode, so he's a little wary. And then you've got Dijakovic, who is also in the same position of this just being sprung upon him, and it's his opportunity to win not just one, but two singles championships, with one of them being the top championship in NXT. Right. So he is also very wary, so they're not going balls to the wall. It's different, but it made sense. Um it breaks down the match does a little bit more after the commercial break and there's a whole bunch of back and forth and it really picks up when Dijakovic hits a blockbuster and gets a two count and uh, he climbs up to the top rope and is going to do something I don't know what he's going to go for but Keith Lee essentially swats him out of midair and picks him up for the big bang catastrophe which I thought would be countered but he just hit it and won yeah yeah I think if if I didn't, if I hadn't seen these guys do so many such amazing matches before, mm-hmm. I don't think, um, I don't think I would have been as like, um, I wouldn't have given this match as low of a score as I did. Yeah. Um, because you're right, it just kind of was a match. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing I will say, so at the end, where I knew like storyline wise, I'm like, okay, there's no way Keith Lee's gonna lose, but based on how it went, I, my first thought was, oh my gosh. I just hope this doesn't mean Dijakovic's leaving. Right. Because he lost pretty decisively here. He did. And I was like, I was like, 
please don't make this be his last match here. And I'm, you know, we find out later, but my God, that was the only, like, that was my big first thought was I was like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the other thing I will say too is um, the video package that they showed before this match, I like his um, Keith Lee's winning with like all the people congratulating him and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not see, and I don't know if it was part of the, um, um, like the credits at the end of the la- of like when he won, but yeah. I didn't see Dijakovic run out and jump on his back to congratulate him previously. Yeah, and um, I when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, that's the sweetest thing. These guys are so nice. <laughs> They're such good friends. I just want you guys to be friends all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked I liked the match too. Uh, I liked what they were doing here. It was different for them. But Mm -hmm. I think they pulled it off. It just wasn't as flashy or as spectacular as their other matches. I landed at three stars, but I'm curious to know where you landed. I gave it two and a half. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't think it was bad by any stretch of the imagination. I guess I just have seen these guys. I feel like I, this is the match I saw with Keith Lee and Adam Cole. Like, and you, you just, it's one of those things like you know Keith Lee can be like yeah. so amazing mm-hmm. and like with Dijakovic is usually when he like shines yes so I don't know I guess I just had that yeah this is the this is their mm-hmm. like sophomore album where they decided to to change their style and yeah cut their hair and now they're playing jazz all of a sudden and you're like eh, yeah what, what is this there's like a weird trombone in the background you're like what <laughs> Yeah. What, yeah. what happened to my band? Um, yeah. <laughs> Gra- Grapple agreed with me, giving it 3.09, but we're not horribly far off, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, there is some respect shown between the two, of course, and then the lights go out, and Scarlet Bordeaux appears and makes a creepy gesture towards, I guess, Keith Lee. Uh, still hinting at this cross Keith Lee encounter. To happen at some point. Too soon. Yes, agreed. Uh, speaking of which, Dominic Dijakovic is backstage being interviewed when Karrion Cross shows up and gets in his face. Uh, Karrion Cross says something to Dijakovic in another language. Maybe it was Croatian. I don't know. Uh, and they battle. And this battle spills onto the concrete where Dominic Dijakovic is, is then sent a TikTok, which is what I'm saying every time. Uh, he says TikTok to somebody. So yeah, I can't help it. I have two kids who are obsessed with that app. So yep. Okay. Sent him a TikTok. Maybe they can show me how to use it sometime. Um, yeah. Look, I'm all for having a new rivalry here. Cause it just means that Dijakovic maybe isn't leaving. So, mm-hmm. and also I do think that Carrie and cross and Dijakovic would be a good pair pairing yeah they would be a good matchup yeah and i feel like this is probably a road for dijakovic to go back down to becoming fully heel again uh because i don't think he's going to beat cross since they're building him for lee and then having dijak lose so decisively here to keith lee and then having him lose again to cross it could result in a uh like a heel turn yeah and heel turn or an attitude change um and i i mean he sort of became a baby face weirdly anyway Sort of out of the blue, he was a heel to begin with, and then for some reason, a la Damian Priest, he just started yeah. being good. Uh, I don't know. I guess though. Well, yeah. Well, same thing with Damian Priest. I don't know because you have uh, Undisputed Era and um, Johnny Gargano as like your top bad guys right now. Yes. Where has Champa been? <laughs> uh, after that loss to Cross, I don't. I don't know. 
It's been months. Maybe Sorry. it's just maybe it's just spending time with his family. I I, I have no idea. I have so many questions. Uh, Him and Vanessa Bourne. Where have you been? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So after that, we get Timothy Thatcher versus Denzel Desjarnet. It is. Oh, go ahead. Denzel has entrance music. He does, and we are told that he is a he is also a grappler. And when he and Thatcher get in here. These two men grapple. They do yeah. some mat wrestling that is very impressive. And then I see something, Jacqueline, that I don't think I've ever really seen before, which is mm. a squash grappling match. They grapple. <laughs> Thatcher gets the better of the grappling and hooks him in a like a deep hook, single leg Boston crab with the ankle picked and Dejanet taps out. And then he goes back to it because like in his video... Uh, mm-hmm. Timothy Thatcher is teaching his students the value of the tap out, which is you get the win, but then you also want to send a message to that person, something they'll never forget. So he reapplies the hold after he has won already, and Oni Lorcan comes out to break this up, and then they have a literal face-off where they yeah. make faces at each other, and it's great. It is. It was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I will say, I uh, Desjarnet, um, he got in a lot more offense here than I thought he would, and it did. It looked like a college wrestling match. Yes. Um, which I'm not usually a fan of, but this was like the right length for it for me. Yeah, it went short, and they were not slow. Like, they no. were constantly moving. They trying- were doing lots of things. Yes. I had um, never seen anything like this. I just want to say I've never seen anything quite like this, and I loved hmm. it so much, I gave it two stars. I did, too. Oh, hooray. Yeah. The other thing I want to say, too, is um, while Oni Lorcan has, um, you know, is is kind of Thatcher's nemesis, whatever, nemesis, Thatcher's, yes. Lorcan's nemesis, whatever. Yes. What I do want to see at some point, though, is Danny Birch against Thatcher. Also that. Yes, please. Because I just want to see Danny Birch headbutting Thatcher. Yes. That would be funny. <laughs> I, just want, I could just watch these two guys make faces at each other. That too. Put Kyle O'Reilly on Zoom. Oh, God. my goodness. The <laughs> ultimate triple face-off. Uh, yep. Grapple gave this 2.12. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're, we're more alike than, than, than disalike or dissimilar. That's what I'm looking for. Uh Oh boy! Then we get some weird. We get some weird thing, Jacqueline. Uh, Robert Stone is with Killian Dane, talking about trying to explain himself from last week, and then Aaliyah shows up with a piece of art, to which she is trying to get Robert Stone's attention, and she claims, Jacqueline, that Dexter Loomis drew this. Yeah, and it is a collage of events that happened on last week's episode, including a very happy, nearly almost anime-ish drawn Keith Lee celebrating with his championships. Uh, I'm sitting here thinking Dexter Loomis made this, and then one of the images is, of course, Robert Stone being run over by Shotzi Blackheart's yeah. tank, to which... Well, you remember, um, Dexter Loomis played Pictionary during one of his interviews once and drew... <laughs> That's the right. Undisputed Era in his That's in a right. car. That's so. right. <laughs> he is uh, the artist. <laughs> it's so weird to me. Like what? What? And then this uh, angered Killian Dane. <laughs> okay, this whole thing is comical to me. This really angers Killian Dane, 
And he's like, if you want to make things better, you, Robert Stone, will get me a match with Dexter Loomis next week, which, like, Robert Stone is just a manager. He's not William Regal. And then what happens? We get, like, a boom, a cut to a graphic where it's like, uh, we the match is signed somehow for next <laughs> week. Like Robert what? Stone is that good with his negotiation skills. I guess. Um. What I will say, though, is that I do want Robert Stone to walk out with Killian Dane, mm. um, but I want Dexter Loomis out first and yes. to just creepily stare at Stone that while would be he's great. walking. That would be good Because I think, I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, they, uh, they also announced Karrion Cross and Dominic Dijakovic for next week as well. And then uh, the main event, Io Shirai defending the Women's Championship against Tegan Knox. Uh, so early on, super duper friendly grappling again, the shades of Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic trying Mm -hmm. to feel each other out. Uh, these two women have not wrestled in WWE before. So EO is looking to gain her foothold and Tegan is is of course trying to, uh, take it slow and easy here because this is a big opportunity for her. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, EO takes it up a little bit, uh, takes it up a notch before the commercial break. And uh, after the break, they're still going back and forth, but it's a really, they're working really hard going back and forth. EO eventually gains the upper hand and has control through a second commercial break. Uh, when we come back, she's got Tegan on the outside up against the steps, and EO goes for her bullet train knees, running her running knees, mm-hmm. and Tegan moves, and she goes knees first into these stairs. Uh, it is no Ouch. fun. Yes. And, uh, however, it is still too much for Tegan to handle EO is she EO is still working her over for a while even after that and Tegan finally starts a comeback uh her comeback though is not really long lived as EO gives her a german suplex into the corner gives her the knees again this time they hit gives her the tiger faint kick and gives her a drop kick but not EO's usual springboard drop kick because of course her knees are bothering her so she mm-hmm. climbed to the top rope and delivered the drop kick that way instead of springboarding. Um, that guy that that gave her a two count. And uh, Tegan starts a second comeback this time, getting smart, like super kicks her knees out from underneath her, and mm-hmm. uh, starts going to work on those. Gives her the Molly go round off of the top rope and gets a two count. Decides she's going to go for the shiniest wizard. But before she has a chance to connect it, EO hops to her feet, hits uh, Tegan with a palm strike, hits her moonsault, and uh, EO Shirai retains the championship. Uh, what did you think of the main yeah. event? I actually really, really liked it. Me too. I was not expecting to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought both of these ladies just did amazing against each other. Agreed. And I don't know. I don't know. They, I mean, they were doing, um, you know... It, to, to what you said the, the grappling early on like it, it was a yeah. bit of a slow start to the match but I think um, but I don't think like it was um, uh, it wasn't like they weren't weren't doing anything you know sure. what I mean it was like like they were just you know circling around each other like there was mm-hmm. a lot happening yes um, and I just I, man I just thought they both did such a great job here um, uh, what was it um, yeah it's the, there was a, a tiger driver into a backbreaker. Like everything yes. was just super crazy. Like I was just watching it. And um, Tegan's been doing the Molly go round 
a lot recently. I like that she's um, incorporating that as well. But uh, mm-hmm. my God, these this just went um, so far beyond my my expectations. And I think it, it, Tegan even looked better here than she did um, in the number one contenders match. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, and now you said earlier, though, that's the first time that they're facing each other in NXT. So have they faced each other in other promotions? It's possible they may have wrestled in Stardom, which was EO's mm. home promotion in Japan. It's possible okay. they may have wrestled there. I, I'm I, I'm not very familiar with it, but I'm I'm sure Tegan, when she was um, wrestling as Nixon Newell, I'm sure she may have been... Uh, I'm sure she may have made the trip. I'm not 100% positive, but okay. this could have been their very first match ever, but it's a possibility Which if it that was, they've before. That is like beyond impressive. Mm-hmm. Like cuz this just this looked like two people who know each other very well. Yeah. And whether that's just because EO's that good, which it could be, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um or they do know each other or maybe they just spent a lot of time together recently. I don't know, but it was just fantastic anyway. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um but glad EO retained. Me too. Yeah, I think we both saw that coming, and it was yeah. rather, definitely the right call, I think, too, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I really liked it as well. This was better than I was expecting. I thought they worked really really well together, and uh, yeah, the right call was made at the end. Mm-hmm. I was pretty happy with the main event. I went three and a half. Me too. Oh, awesome. See, we're like right on the same page this I week. I know. This is weird. Uh, and oh man, you're going to love it. You got to love it. Grapple 3.57. Wow. Yeah. We were really, with the exception of that opening match that they liked uh, way more than we did, uh, yeah. they made up for it in the end. You did okay, Grapple. Did. We can't, we can't hate you forever. Uh, that opening match though sucked. And, uh, yeah, it was not as, not as good as Grapple thought. Oh. And so, um, what I did want to mention though, before we, we start, go to our close out here. So, um, Tegan Knox, you know, she came out on social media this week, she posting yep. pictures of her and her girlfriend. I don't know if you noticed it though, but in, um, and I, maybe she does this all the time, or maybe I'm just being, was hyper aware of it. Um, because I knew that news before I watched this, or mm-hmm. I knew that about Tegan now before I watched this, but she had the upside down triangle in her name. No, I did not notice. I did not notice that. No, in her, in her, like on like the graphics, the knocks, it was the O was an upside down triangle, and I don't know if that's like that all the time or if it was. I think um, it's been part of her. Has it video? Yes, but I was unaware of that. I did not notice it. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know. It's just something that like stuck out. Whether just they showed it for longer or whether I don't know. I just. Yeah, I was paying more attention. Maybe I'm starting to pay more attention to wrestlers' entrances. Which, oh my god! Welcome to the happening? club. Yes. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't wait till our side podcast debuts, where we talk about the intricacies of professional wrestling theme songs and entrances. Oh, I. I mean, not. That I could critique them all day. <laughs> I mean, we do have we we do have a music video podcast on the website now, so there is room for more uh, musical critique. They're still they're making music videos. Uh yes, apparently everybody gets music videos now. They just put them on uh, the new MTV. I think it's called YouTube. Uh, ah, yes, um, I've heard of that. That is where they debut now, I believe. Uh, but yes, music videos are still made. However, though, uh, this is like an off the rails plug for that podcast. Most of those, most of those music videos are ones that aired when MTV still existed. So, uh, Mm. or I mean, MTV still exists, but back when they played music videos, when it was music television, television. yes. Instead of whatever it is now, uh, I don't even know. 
I, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know what the M stands for now. So uh, maybe it's like KFC, where it, like it just doesn't stand for anything now. It's that's just the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's a that's a derailment. If I've ever <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Uh, yep. After <laughs> we didn't even talk about what happened after the match. After the match, Io Shirai <laughs> is celebrating, and she gets kicked in the face by Dakota Kai. Uh, like I've seen this slow down. She got kicked in her face. <laughs> by Dakota Kai <laughs> who looked like totally somebody out of like a John Hughes movie. Like she Dakota Kai walked out here. Like she was just at a mall in 1984. Yep. Uh, she had that aesthetic going on, which uh, I am here for. Uh, that's a, that's a different look. And uh, it is a look I approve of. Mm-hmm. I, I want more eighties Dakota Kai, please. Um, yes. So it looks like they're heading in the direction of Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, which will be a nice, fresh program for Io Shirai and one that she'll probably also win, but mm-hmm. um, something new, and it's something for yeah. Dakota to do, and she she moves up the the ranks a little bit, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's new for Dakota, too. So, yes. Cause she's, so, yeah, I like it. Um, me, too. Uh, and that's how, uh, that's how NXT went off the air, and uh, that's also it for uh, the show. Uh, well, I mean, I guess there's the, the war stuff, but whatever. It's not that important. The war's It's not a war, a war anymore. It's, it's not. A, it's not a war. Uh, it, honestly, it hasn't really been a war since AEW got their contract extension, which is mm-hmm. all NXT going on Wednesday was really supposed to do was prevent them from doing that and they didn't. So the war will be the war will resume in several years. The yeah. the that's that's when the war will resume. But if if you are playing along, uh, AEW went back to winning the rate the overall viewers and the demo this week. Um, they've only lost the demo once, and uh, now Chris Jericho on AEW. Part of his character is that he talks about the demos. And how important the demos are, but he he talks about how they are more important than overall viewers, and he notes that he has never lost the demo in any segment he has been in, has always won the demo, and he declared himself the demo god. So that's a real thing. <laughs> that is you know what? In AEW. That's hilarious. It's really funny, and uh, even better. This week, after declaring himself the demo god, his segment compared to the segment he went up against on NXT this week, he doubled them in the demo. So he is the demo god. Uh, hilarious. All right. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so, it, it, that's the thing with AEW. They are not afraid to do stuff like that. Um, talk about things like that. It's super weird because WWE very much lives in the WWE universe, which is a, uh, it may as well be the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is apart from our world. But yeah. <laughs> AEW sort of does... AEW is really more of this, I would say, more akin to Star Trek, where it's like, it's not exactly our world, but it's a it exists within our world somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not afraid to, to acknowledge stuff like this. Uh, they've acknowledged the coronavirus many times. Wow. Uh, they've, had, they've had matches they've moved. Because one wrestler's wife uh, had tested positive and he'd stayed home to quarantine for a couple of weeks. And they just acknowledged that they had a match, but they were going to move it up two weeks for the safety of everybody. Uh, They talk about how everybody gets tested before the shows. 
they had somebody wow. who they had somebody who had tested, but their test results had not come back yet, so they didn't go to the show because they didn't have their test results back. Um, you know, things like it's weird. It's so weird because they they acknowledge real life, where in WWE there is nothing. There is a bubble that is the WWE and everything outside of it is a void yeah. that does not exist. It's it's like when you go to Disney World. Yes, yes, you are in a you're tra- you're spirited away to another place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um well anyway, that's another derailment we've gone on and uh we should close the show now that we've uh talked about a lot of things that aren't really the show that we are yeah. supposed to be talking about. All right, so uh, that's the podcast for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more NXT on the WWE and USA Networks featuring Karrion Cross versus Dominic Dijakovic.